Father, we are so thankful that you are God and you are good and your mercy endures forever. And it's new every morning. We thank you, Lord. We just pray that today, Lord, that we would separate ourselves from the lies of the enemy that wants to make us feel less than and that we have to run from your presence. And Father, we would feel the truth of your heart and that we would be drawn into your presence, Lord. We've got a God that loves us. It was long-suffering, patient, and kind. I just thank you for that. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 We've been talking uh, and will continue to talk about the powerful practices of the saved and satisfied. If you, if you ain't saved and satisfied, you, you need to be. If you ain't satisfied in your salvation, you ain't getting all the good out of it. Amen. <laughs> uh, you know, we would see Jesus through scriptures numerous times. He would, he would go away and he would come back. And he must have been different when he came back. He would, he would separate himself as, as all God and all man. His man side needed to spend time with his heavenly father. So that when he went back to the ministry that God had called him to do, he was, he was fueled and filled. And so that, that we could just see this. There's times where it, like the ministry load would get so heavy that he would have to get along with his father. And he must have come back in a way that the disciples said, we, whatever he's getting there, we need. Because Luke chapter 11, verse 1, we see such an occasion where Jesus is, is away with the Father. And he comes back. And uh, his disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. So it says now in chapter, uh, chapter 11, verse 1, now it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place. When he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. As John also taught his disciples. So he said to them, when you pray, say, our Father in heaven. Y'all know this passage of scripture. Most of you know this passage of scripture. It's called the model prayer. Some people call it the Lord's prayer. You also have it in Matthew chapter 6. He says, when you pray, say, our Father in heart in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread as we forgive our debts. And forgive us our debts as we forgive those who are indebted to us. And so, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil. And we know this passage of scripture. I need you to understand that this is a, an outline. It is a structure. It is a, a model. It's not something, yes, you can memorize it. And you can pray it just as is. But you need to understand that there are principles that Jesus put into this. And it's like the skeleton and you can flesh it out in your own prayer life. Okay? I want to help you understand that. But we also in this awesome little teaching time that Jesus taught us to pray. There are principles involved in this prayer. And so let's look at the principles. Number one, when you speak to God, you speak to him as father. Jesus said, I really want you to understand God is Father. See, the nation of Israel uh, in the Old Testament, that you don't see the word Father come up very often. And, and, and Jesus comes along, and, he, and that's what he taught his disciples. He is our Heavenly Father, and we see it over and over again, our Heavenly Father. And he wants to teach them to speak to your Heavenly Father. Now, it may be that your earthly father wasn't very good. 
But that does not discount the goodness of our Heavenly Father. And in the Jewish culture in which Jesus uh, was speaking to, the same culture that he grew up in, the father-child relationship was the strongest bond that a human could have. It, it, was, it was with that, that father and that child, if it was a son, he would work with his father every day. He would spend time teaching him the word of God. I, I've seen it uh, in the culture there in Israel as there would be a bar mitzvah. And man, you would hear they've got a party going on in, in, in Israel and I'm going to go and see where this party's at. And so, man, the drums are playing and the horns are tooting and the, the, I mean, they got it all going on. I want to bust up in the party and it's a bar mitzvah. And you see this, this, this father with his kid on his shoulders. And I'm like, ooh, there's a daddy that loves his boy. And then a few hours later, you hear the horns are tooting and the drums are playing. And oh, another party. Got another bar mitzvah. And here comes another with a father on his son. son, That would be weird. He's he's only 12. (laughs) The son on his father's shoulders. And and I'm like, oh, there's another daddy that loves his boy. But the fact of the matter is it's part of the culture. It's a part of the culture. It may not have been part of your culture. But don't discount the fact that we have a heavenly father that is crazy about you. Crazy about you. When you get that, it helps you as you go into your time in prayer to how you feel about God determines what you do in your prayer life. How you feel about him and how you feel that he feels about you. That makes sense? Are you tracking with me? How do you think God feels about you? Well, how you think he feels about you, how you feel that he feels about you, is really what you believe. I know that you may think one thing and feel another. Well, guess what you really believe? It's not what you think, it's what you feel. That's what you really believe. Because you will choose your feelings over your thoughts all the time. I promise you that's true. Luke chapter 11, verse 1, he said, when you pray, say, our Father in heaven. Number one principle is God is a heavenly Father who loves his children. Number two, he's holy. Well, there's the problem. Well, if he's holy, he's way out there and other, other than he's, he's different than me. And so he must be kept at a distance from me, right? Because he's holy. No, don't forget the fact, the first principle, he's your father. And the scriptures tell us that in Christ Jesus, we are the righteousness of God. And so if he is, if he is standing out there in a class of his own, actually, you have been brought into that position with him. You're, you're, you're there in the heavenlies with him. For we are in Christ Jesus. And in Christ Jesus, we are the righteousness of God. It's not that he just took our sins from us and put on him on the cross. He took his righteousness and put on us. That blows my mind. That messes me up a little bit. I can, I, I can get the fact through scripture that he takes my sin and puts it on, on Christ on the cross. But then when he calls me righteous, I'm like, but I know me. Well, it's, you need to understand this righteousness is right standing in spite of the doing. If you continue to remind yourself of your relationship with your heavenly father, the right doing will follow your understanding of right standing. It'll catch up. It'll catch up. But if you continue to see him as distant and out there and and, and he's holy, I'm not. I, I must run from his presence because it's severe. No, you have a good father. The loving father. So these are the principles that God is a father. Yes, he is holy. And you bear the likeness of your father. Amen. 
This is good stuff. I, I wish that y'all would, y'all, would, y'all would help me preach this message this morning. Because when I recognize that, that, that I just want to overflow with the understanding of my Heavenly Father, I want to overflow to your understanding of your Heavenly Father. That you get it. And so we see these principles that, that he's a, a father and he's a good and, and loving father and he's patient and he's kind and, and he's forgiving and all that comes into this text. Let's just get straight to it, all right? I simplify things. That's how I am. In the words of Leonard Skinner, I'm a simple man. All right, anyway. <laughs> and so I take, I take passages of Scripture and just I have to put it. People say, I like how you share where I can understand it. I said, I share where I can understand it. <laughs> So I, I wanted you to see that this passage of Scripture will bear all of the points in this acronym. And that's the word pray. And if you're taking notes, this would be the best Sunday to take notes. And if you aren't taking notes, this would be a good Sunday to start taking notes. Because I'm going to give you an easy outline and you'll probably be able to memorize this pretty quickly. But if you, if you seal it down with writing it down, it'll help you remember it. Lord, teach us to pray. Well, here's how I'm going to teach us to pray. Because it, it may be that you're here and this prayer business is all new to you and you don't know anything about it and you need a formula. I'm not going to give you a formula, but I am going to give you a format that if you, can, if you can take these points, you can flesh it out. Okay? And the P stands for praise. The P stands for praise. Hallowed be your name. What's he doing? He's worshiping God. He is worshiping God, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So you need to have, as a part of your lifestyle, personal, private worship. Worship should be so natural to you that you don't have to wait till you come to Sunday worship. You can't wait until you come to Sunday worship. It's a part of your daily living. Worship, it, it just flows out of you. It just flows out of you. Hallowed be your name. What does he say? We praise God for who he is. And what he does. Amen. We praise him for who he is. Just you can just marinate on that for a day of who he is. Just begin to just just utter back the characteristics of God and how how loving he is and how patient he is. And and, and, and even though he is all knowing, that scares me because he knows my junk. Even though he not is all knowing, he still is forgiving. And here's what the cool part about this forgiving part is. Even though he's all-knowing, he's willing to forget. That's the truth of God's word. He said, I cast your sins into the sea of forgetfulness. I cast your sins as far as the east is from the west. You know why he didn't say as far as the north is from the south? Because there, there is a North Pole and a South Pole. And, and if you keep going north, you eventually start going south. But if you keep going east, guess what? You forever keep going east. If you keep going with it, it's an infinity. And he says, I've cast your sins from you out into the sea of forgetfulness into infinity. Amen? And the scripture says that your sins he will remember no more. But he's all-knowing. But he's willing to forget. That's good. I can worship God on that. I can just, I can just hang out on that for a while. Thank you, God, that you're willing to forget. Thank you, God, that you are a forgiving God, that you are a loving and a kind and compassionate and considerate God. Thank you, God, that, that every time I turn from you, as soon as I turn back to you, you are there with open arms. 
Thank you, God. And so we need to make sure that we praise God for who he is and and what he does. And, And I tell you what, if you just start your prayer time like that, it will it will it will um, season the rest of your time in that in that seasoning of worship and that you're not just plopping down. Say, OK, God, here's what I need from you today. How pleasing do you think that is to the Lord? And if you don't come through for me. You no, know, start off with worship. We praise. We praise God for who he is and what he's done. R stands for repent. We repent. It needs to be a part of my life when I recognize, oh, yeah, I begin to I begin to kind of wander and drift in my mind. I begin to wander in my lifestyle. Lord, I'm coming back. Amen. Let us repent quickly. If it's a part of our daily lives, then we don't have to go that far down that road in order to turn back around. That makes sense. When I, when, when I begin to recognize, no, my thoughts are starting to, to, to drift. No, my, 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 my feelings and my desires are beginning to drift, that I need to turn back to the Lord. Amen? And so I repent for sins of commission. We're gonna, every, every point is going to have two points. Just help you out. If you're making notes, P, praise God for who he is and what he's done. R, repent for things that I have done and for things that I haven't done. Sins of commission are things that I have done that I should not have. And sins of omission are things that I should have done and I haven't. That makes sense? I'm going to tell you, church, most of us only repent for the things that we've done that we shouldn't have. But I'm going, I'm going to promise you this. We are more guilty of, of not doing the things that we should. We could spend a whole lot more time there. We're guilty of not doing the things that we should. And the scripture says, to him who knows what is right and who does not do it, to him, that's sin. That's sin. And so I need to repent of that. Lord, I know that you would have me do this and I haven't done that. And, and delayed obedience is disobedience. And, and, and Lord, I know that I, I kind of gave the nod to God, but, but partial obedience is disobedience. Lord, I want to turn completely to you. I want to repent for things that I have done and for the things I haven't done. A stands for ask. It's okay to ask. I know I said don't just plop down in the presence of God with your laundry list. But God tells us that we need to cast our cares upon him. Why? Because he cares for you. Remember, go back to that principle first. Principle before practice. See, if we get into the practice and we start going down and every day you just take out this thing and say, okay, I'm supposed to do this, check, this, check, this, check. That legalism, that checklist Christianity, that that goes to practice before principle. But if you get the principle right, then the practice was, will follow naturally. That's why I say, I'm just giving you an outline. This, I don't do this every day. I don't go, okay, P, pray, praise. Okay, God, I praise you. Okay, R, for repent. Okay, God, I repent. I don't do that every day. It just now is natural. But if you're new to praying, this will give you a bit of an outline that you can flesh out on your own. Amen. Lord, teach us to pray. Well, I'm teaching you, if you don't know much, and some of you are veteran saints, and this is very elementary to you. But that's okay. Because you got some baby Christians that's sitting around you that are eating this up. And the truth of the matter is, there are, very, there are a lot of veteran saints that they're eating this up too. Because this is feeding their spirit. Repent for the things you haven't done. As well as the things you have. Ask for your needs to be met. 
God says, I want to hear that. I want to hear that. Why does he want to hear that? Because it tells it, it tells you that you depend on him and it tells him that you depend on him. I, I'm looking to the Lord to supply my needs, not the world. I'm looking to the Lord to supply my needs and, he, and to give me the wisdom on, on the things that I need. And I'm not going to worry about it. And see, that's the thing is when I ask, I'm giving it. When I ask, I'm giving it. Lord, I, I, I'm, I'm asking. In other words, I'm just dropping that over there on you because I'm not going to worry about it anymore. See, worry is, is, is the opposite of trust. And if I'm trusting him, I'm not worrying about it. And so I'm just going to trust that on you, Lord. I'm just going to ask for you to supply my needs. And so that's the big biblical word called supplication. Just think supply. And so I'm asking for my needs. So remember every point has two points. I'm asking for my needs and I'm asking for him to meet other people's needs. I'm asking for him to meet your needs, your spiritual needs, your physical needs, your relational needs. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for me and I'm praying for you. And I thank you that you're praying for you and you're praying for me. And it's just this awesome relationship and fellowship with one another and the father. Amen. And so that word, asking for somebody else, that's this big biblical word called intercessory, intercession. I'm interceding on your behalf. And here's how the kingdom of God is supposed to be built. We are interdependent. We are interdependent. God don't want a bunch of, uh, of lone rangers and flying solo. He, he don't want us all to be out there thinking that you got to do it on your own. No, he called us to come together as a body and a family. Amen? Remember, who's the father? Well, if he's the father, then we're the family. And so I'm going to be praying for you. You be praying for me. We're just coming together as we care for each other. Amen? P-R-A. All right. And so praise. Praise him for who he is, what he's done. Repent. Repent for the things I have done, things I haven't. Ask. Ask for the things that I need and the things that you need. And then why is to yield. To yield to the Lord. To yield to him. I, I want to, uh, that time in prayer, remember prayer is communication. And communication has a back and forth. It goes both ways. If someone in this relationship is doing all the talking, I know couples like this. <laughs> I know, I, I have to wonder sometimes, is that man a mute? Does he even have a voice? No, it's because his wife talks all the time. <laughs> Those relationships. I'm sorry. That goes both ways, by the way. That wasn't just against women. So uh, <laughs> I know some guys who talk all the time. The wife only have, can't even insert a word. And so communication goes both ways. How many times have we plopped down in the presence of God with our laundry list and we just spill it all out and we hop up and go on about our day and we've never heard from the Lord? See, prayer... Involves listening to. Listening to. And you need to get close to the Lord to hear his whisper. Amen. That's the, really the whole purpose of prayer. Prayer is not so that you can get what you want from God. Prayer is so that you can become more like God. You become more like him as you, as you sit in his presence and, and you draw near to the heart of the father. You begin to feel what he feels. You begin to love what he loves. You begin to hate what he hates. And you begin to look like your daddy. I, I've, I've run into people I've never met before. And I tell them my name and they say, you must be Joe Graham's son. Uh-huh. It don't happen as much anymore because uh, I have uh, a bit of a beard. 
But if I shaved this thing off and he shaved his thing off, you'd find a dimple that goes all the way back of my head. <laughs> and when people see my chin and his chin, y'all must be related. Yes, we are. Here's the thing. You look like your daddy, too. The more that you look at your father, the more you look like your father. And you need to be spending time in the presence of your heavenly father. And this is where the yielding comes in. I need to, I need to yield my way to his ways. I need to take on his ways. I need to take on his characteristics. And so as I start my day harmonizing my heart with him, when, when I get up from that time in his presence and, and I'm, I'm faced with a decision, I can ask myself, ooh, I remember that I'm supposed to be like God and take on his ways. We have some value statements in our church, and, and one of those is that, that we as a people, individuals, not just the church, as individuals, we are generous. We are irrationally generous. Why? Because God is generous. We want to be like our God, and so we are generous because he is generous, and we want to, we want to look like him, so I take on his ways. Amen? I take on his ways. And then the second part of that one, I want to yield to his will. I want to yield to his will. I can understand his ways through this scripture, I, I used to avoid the Old Testament. It was so big and so long, and, and, and some of it was confusing. And so I would avoid the Old Testament. But man, once I got to dig into the Old Testament, it really gives you the ways of God. But you're going to have to hear from the Holy Spirit to be able to understand His will for your life. You got to get close to the Lord to understand His will for your life. And, 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 and it's, it's in that time of prayer and that back and forth communion and communication. That you begin to understand God's will for your life. And you need to yield to that. You need to say, yes, Lord. Because here's the truth of the matter. I love this statement. If it's ever, no, Lord, then you're not looking to him as Lord. That's a contradictory statement. No, Lord. If he's Lord, is he, if, is he, if he's the Lord of your life, then the answer is always yes. Amen? Yeah. You, you, I'm following you, Lord. The answer is always Yes. And so that's that last part of prayer is that we yield to the Lord for his, to his ways and to his will. And so let's just kind of break down real quick one more time. Pray. P-R-A-Y. You're going to remember this forever. Remember, it's a skeleton. You flesh it out however you want to pray. It just kind of helps keep you uh, understanding. Uh, if, if you're new to prayer, this is how you can do it. Praise God for who he is and what he's done. Repent of things you have done, things you haven't done. Ask for the, your needs and for the needs of others and yield to his ways and to his will. Amen? Amen. You need to understand the principles of prayer. It is not just so you can get what you want from the Lord. He, he, is, he is pleased to provide you. He is pleased to provide you the things that you need. But it's more to be like our God and to harmonize with his heart. I want to point back to a principle again. Uh, as I said, the principles were our God is a good father. And number two, that he is holy. But you know what the next principle is, is that it is our Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. That's exactly what Jesus said. Good pleasure. What does that mean? He wants to do it. He wants to do it. So your kingdom come. Your will be done. And so recognize that God the Father wants to bring the kingdom of heaven into your life. And he wants to bring you into this kingdom. And then he wants to use you as a catalyst to bring the kingdom of heaven into those around you. Into their life. 
And so this is what prayer does. It, it, is, it is in the time of prayer that I move from one realm into another. I move out of one realm into another. It's not like uh, that I always just kind of uh, 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 go into some trance or elevate into some vision. But the Lord does give me vision. He does give me his mind and his eyes. And I can see things that, that he sees. And I can hear things that, that, that you're not going to hear unless you're in that time of communion. That time of fellowship. I want us to understand that we have a good father and he's crazy about you. And every morning when you wake up, he's looking to listen to you. He's wanting to hear from you. He's wanting to spend time with you. Every morning that when you wake up, God's going to, God's asking, I'm going to get my time with you today. Cause he wants that. He wants to spend time with you. Prayer is that time in which we grow more and more intimate with God and we grow more and more like God. And, and, and last night as we were here praying, when we were praying for the service today, uh, one of our gals said this, and I love it, that you need to recognize that God wants to be intimate with you. Now I know that in our weird world that we live in, that word intimacy creeps some of us out. And it used to me, I, I had a problem saying the word, but the fact of the matter is that my good God wants to draw closer and closer to me. He wants, he wants to have that sweet fellowship with me in which I can just sit there and say, God, this hurts. God, this, I'm, I'm really struggling with this right now. God, I, I need you to come through for me in this area because this world don't have any answers for the stuff that I'm going through. You see, we have someone in the scriptures that did just that and he put pen to paper and I love it. And his name was King David. And King David was a mighty warrior, bad to the bone, mamma jamma. And yet he knew that he could get so intimate and vulnerable with his God because he knew that his God loved him. And that he, if, if he could utter those feelings to his father, and they're just in there, you can read them in the whole book of Psalms. And that if he could utter his feelings to his God, then, then, then there's healing in that. There's joy in that. Most likely, David was a guy who was rejected by his own dad. He was cast out. This is why we see him out in the field with, his, uh, with the sheep, because he wasn't worthy of being around the other brothers. Can you imagine what that would feel like? His dad believed that he was a, according to legend, David's father believed that David was a product of adultery. And to just be real crude, he's that little bastard son. And so all the other sons get to come in and see which one God's picking, but, but not David. No, he's out there in the field. But the fact of the matter is God the Father, our Heavenly Father, said, no, my eyes are on that boy. And he spent the rest of his life, he spent the rest of his life sharing his heart with our Heavenly Father. And I, don't, I don't know what you feel, but I know there's a God who does. And as you spend that time in intimate presence with the Father, those hurts get healed. Those voids get filled. Amen. So let's do it. Father, we just praise you. We just praise you. For you are God and you are good. Lord, if all the world turned their back on me, 
I know that I would have a good and loving God who would come running to my help. I know it by the truth of your word. I know it because you've told me so. Personally, deeply, every person in this room is greatly loved by you. They haven't gone too far. There is no too far. That the good shepherd can't come and rescue us. Thank you, Lord, for your patience. Thank you, Lord, that you go looking for the lost. That you didn't come to condemn, you came to save. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We love you too. And Lord, I pray that we would have our minds turned, repent. Turn from believing the lies of the enemy that says God's against us and turn to believing the truth of your word and the truth that you, Holy Spirit, are speaking to our hearts right now. Lord, I ask that you would bring to memory, bring to the forefront of our minds at this very moment, anything that might be hindering the fellowship. Is there an area of rebellion in my life? Lord, I pray that you'd bring it up. Is there an area of hurt that I keep doctoring with something that is of the world instead of the Lord? Is there a void that I keep trying to fill with my idols when the only one that can fill it is you? Lord, I pray that you'd bring it to my mind so that I can repent of it now. Is there an area where I've hurt someone that I need to reconcile with them? Is there bitterness that I'm holding in my heart? Lord, I, I ask that you remind me of it so I can repent of it. And Lord, we're just going to just again echo the fact that we trust you, Lord. For our physical issues, our emotional issues, our intellectual shortcomings. There is no one in this room that's felt, that has felt more inadequate and unworthy as, as me. And yet you have come through again and again. And now I'm coming to believe what you say about me. Thank you, Lord. That I'm highly valued, deeply loved, and fully accepted by a good God. And to that, Lord, I say, I want to live life your way. For the things of this world, none of them can compare to you, God. That's where true joy is found. That's where fulfillment is found. Not, not trying to fill the void with the things of this world, the trash of this world, all of that. It, it, just, it just cannot compare. It just comes short. But Lord, I want to go where you want me to go. I want to say what you want me to say. I want to be what you want me to be. Because that's where true fulfillment and satisfaction is found. I'm yours. My life is a blank check. You fill in the blank. Well, we love you, and we thank you that you love us back. I keep saying that, and Lord, it's wrong. It's biblically wrong. It's theologically wrong. You don't love us back. 
you told us in your scripture that you loved us first. You loved us first. We love you back. Well, we love you too, Lord. We thank you for your love. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're going to worship the Lord this morning. I'm going to do this different. I, I'm, I do things different all the time. You're going to take communion on your own this morning. So if, you, if you're new here and you don't know what I'm talking about, we have these little cups. This is from the first service. This was mine. I left my trash. These are, you'll find a communion cup. And we're going to worship the Lord. We're going to sing to the Lord. And let me help you understand the communion that, that we, we take the Lord's Supper. We do this action. But please understand, communion is just a reminder that there is communion with God. This, this common union with God, this fellowship, this closeness. Uh, as we sing, as we worship, and, and you feel, for, please, I'm going to be singing, but you can spend time just a personal time with the Lord. You can do it down here at the altar. You can do it at your seat, but just remind yourself, do this in remembrance of me. Remind yourself that because of Jesus, access to the Father has been restored. Amen? And he came in human form that his flesh might be torn to open up the way and to access with our Heavenly Father. And because of Jesus, with the cup, because of Jesus, now you have this life that you did not have before. You were spiritually dead, but now you're spiritually alive because of Jesus. Amen? And so as we sing, and you can stand, you can kneel, you can come down here and kneel, however, whatever prayer or praise posture you choose, would you really emotionally connect with our Father who really wants to connect with you? as we take communion, as we worship, as we sing. Go ahead.